0: Well good morning. If you listen carefully, you can hear hear the wind in the in the trees just howling outside the snow's falling. It's the twenty sixth of March, and the the ground is covered with a thin layer of snow, and it is cold uh, out today. but I have uh, but I'm warm inside, and it's time again for stories from Bittersweet Farm. I'm Ken Pierpont. And I live on Bittersweet Farm with Lois and i have a story to tell you today a true story a true story about a a man from california who got caught in a really bad snowstorm he was preaching in in the east and he was uh from california and he knew he knew better than to travel to the eastern states in the winter time without packing a coat so he got a good winter coat packed it brought it along with him and after the evening service. He was talking with people. He was busy, and a couple came up to him that would be his host. They would be his host that night, and they gave him instructions about getting to the house. They said they would be arriving later, that they would have a driver take him to the house. They needed to go to the airport. They'd be back later, but the driver would get him out to the house, and he he could let himself in. They told him some details. He was a little distracted with others that were talking to him, and but then eventually he got in the car and they made their way out toward the farm, which is way outside of town. And the snow began and, and it began to blow and, and begin to fall heavily. And, and after a while, it became very dangerous driving and and the, the driver uh, had to turn back around and go back. So he was, he was concerned about his own safety. So he didn't stop and wait to see if the pastor got in the house. He just said, if you don't mind here. I'm going to drop you off at the end of the lane. I'm going to head back to town because I'm afraid uh, I'm not going to be able to get back to town if I don't get going. The pastor said, not a problem. And off he went and turned his collar up against the wind and started to make his way back in his dress shoes along the, uh, along the unimproved lane. And he slipped a few times and barely kept his, his uh, footing. And the, the house was dark. No one was home. No lights were on. And when he got to the front door, he, he tried the door and it was locked. He thought, well, They probably used the back door. He went around the side, the back. None of the doors were unlocked. He tried the windows. He got colder and colder. He had no hat. Uh, He had no gloves. His coat was pretty thin. Uh, He got cold fast, and he didn't know what to do. And he thought he remembered seeing a house down the road out of sight. The wind was picking up, and the snow was blowing, so it was hard to see. But it seemed like he remembered that there was a house that he could hike to, and he thought, there was no shelter where he was, and the place was all locked up tight, so he started back down the lane to go to the house, but he lost his footing, and he stumbled a couple of times, and now his pants were wet, and his hands were cold, and as he started down the road, he couldn't even really kind of see where the road was because it was snowing so hard, and eventually he got off to the side. And he slipped and, and slid down a bank, and the bank went into a ditch where, where there was water, and he was just extremely cold, he literally began to wonder uh, if he would make it because he was so cold and he was so far out into the storm in the night and there was no one there. Uh, He plunged his hands deep into his pockets, and that's when he remembered that the couple had given him a key to the house. He had it with him the entire time. He climbed up to the top of the bank, and soon he'd made his way back to the house let himself in, drew a hot bath, and survived to tell the story. He told the story in a book he wrote, um, and the book uh, was based on the uh, the, the passage in Second Peter chapter one. Over at Bethel Church, I've been preaching through First and Second Peter in a series I call "Finishing Faithful." In the first chapter of Second Peter, chapter one, there. It says uh, that we have been given everything that we need for life and godliness. But when you watch most Christians, it's not convincing to me that they realize that they already have everything they need for life and godliness. That's something to think about. That's my story from out on Bittersweet Farm today, where every day is a beautiful day and a little light in the kitchen is always on.